just like that, everything changed. At that terrible moment, in our hearts, we knew home was a pen. Humanity, cattle. Welcome to Tuning In, the Tuning Japanese sub-program where we watch the first episode of an anime for the very first time and give our impressions on it. That's not what we did last time, but it sounded okay, didn't it? I love it. That was great. Not you, Bill. That was sounded oh. great, Matt. <laughs> and that's their names. It's Bill and Matt. Oh, shit. We're doing this. Yeah. and Which one is which again? Do we need more theme song? No, we don't need more theme song. Uh, my name is Andy. Yes, that's true. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Andy. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> Commence with the jiggling. <laughs> Commence the jiggling. I love Jiggle Billy. You gotta have the voice. Jiggle, Jiggle Billy's the fucking great. Not the, he's the second greatest character in Aqua Teen Hunger Force history. Right behind... Uh, old Drippy. Behind Old Drippy. <laughs> I, I brought you a latte. And that means a lot because Neil Pert and uh, Getty Lee are both characters. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They are too. That, yeah, like those. Jiggle Billy's the best. The second best. I love it. Never watched it. Yeah, you should watch some Aqua Teen Hunger Force. You, you should, which means I was going to say something, but if you've never watched Aqua Teen Hunger Force, it doesn't really matter. But long story short, we played a role-playing game where we played characters from that, uh, from Aqua Teen. Yeah. And I was handed the single most uh, disruptive character to play. And I was like, I don't know why you thought this was a good idea it's to a, give me a bad idea. Like, I should not be playing the Moon Knights because they're already destructive. It was a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> it was a bad idea, but a fun game. Anywho, welcome to Tuning In. This is episode four of Tuning In. Can't believe how productive are we? I feel like we have recorded so much in like the last month. I am so proud of us. <laughs> I am too. It's it's it makes a difference. It really, really do. Mm. What it what it do? The reason behind it, we won't say out loud, but it really do. It really do. It's because hey. we're it's because we're not playing D and D on Sundays anymore. That, oh, that's that's Aww. the real, that's the real <laughs> reason. Uh, oh, <laughs> this week we're back with another Bill pick. Bill, you want to introduce the anime that you had us watch this week? Uh, my pick this week uh, for first impressions is one that I've heard very much about: Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. Dun, 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 dun. I fucking. I'm so excited to talk about Attack on Titan episode. And I didn't one. pick it just because of that Hanji cosplay. It's an a, it's an Attack on Titan. It's got even, nothing to do with it. We're not even introduced to Hanji in this episode. We only just see a glimpse of Hanji uh, in one of the opening scenes. But of course, Hanji, voice acted by friend of the show, amazing voice actress Jessica Calvello, uh, who we absolutely adore. Uh, talked about a little bit about Attack on Titan when we had her on way back in season one. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Attack on Titan. Before we, we jump right in, uh, we'll, I like to, maybe we should be upfront about this. Like, I have seen episodes of Attack on Titan before. I've watched all of season one 
and part of season two, I don't remember why it stopped watching it. Maybe my divorce? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching it while well, married and then suddenly not watching it. The the uh, His love of it and our similarities is not why I picked it. <laughs> but it probably is a good reason. That's fair. <laughs> but... So, so I have, I have watched some, uh, Attack on Titan already. Uh, so my first impressions are going to be a little colored by that. Uh, Matt, you've watched some Attack on Titan before, right? I saw the last episode of season two a couple days ago. Have you watched anything besides that? Yes. <laughs> okay. Cause that would <laughs> Everything be weird. up to that point. That would be a weird, like, <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> I watched season two finale. Knows it. <laughs> is all of season three out or is it doing a simulcast right now? It's all out. All, okay. The first half of season four is out. The second half oh. and final part of the show uh, will be in the uh, winter, I think, or I okay. think, yeah, in January. Oh, so they're gonna they're gonna close they're gonna close up the whole story then. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Uh, and then, Bill, this is this is your first time watching Attack on Titan, correct? I've watched the first episode now twice. Okay. All right. That's... Awesome. Oh, I know. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna talk about the first episode of Attack on Titan, which. Uh, I believe is called To You in 2000 Years, The Fall of Shiganshina Part 1. Very long title. <laughs> I don't remember history books talking about this from 2000 years ago. Neither <laughs> do I. It's a conspiracy, man. They're covering up the truth. They are. They, they don't want you to know. We've traded exterior walls for the walls inside our minds. I better get that weed shirt out you were talking about <laughs> before we got on here. Um, so, as we normally do with First Impressions, we'll talk about some of the most important things that happened in this episode uh, a little more informally. You know, we'll, we'll kind of go through some plot points, but uh, maybe not like point by point and talk about some of the things that stood out to us uh, in it. Um, I want to start first and foremost, I know it's a little slightly out of order, but I want to talk about the theme song of Attack on Titan. I forgot to look up the title of the theme song. I have a, I, I wrote down a note to myself to look up the theme song <laughs> title for Attack on Titan, and I didn't do that. Guren no Yumiya. Guren? Guren no yeah, Yumiya. Guren. Yeah, like Guren Lagan. Huh. Interesting. But with one less R. Yes. One less R! Fuck. All right, I want to talk about the theme song to get us started, which is uh, Guren no Yumiya. And uh, this theme song fucking rocks. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Just the, the, the heavy sort of like, ho, ho, and then like the, like the crazy music. And I just, I just, everything comes together in this opening theme. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It, it, it pumps me up. It's like a Nightwish song. <laughs> it is like a fucking Nightwish song. That's what I was thinking, but I couldn't figure it out in my head. 120%. Yeah, so I, an expertly used chorus in this thing. So good. It just... I forgot, like, I had not seen any episodes of Attack on Titan for a while, and then when I was rewatching this episode for the first time today in, like, three years, or two years, or however long it's been, I was just, like, instantly, I was like, I'm in the zone, I want to watch Attack on Titan, why have I never finished this ser- this series, I need to go back and start it over again. So, uh, yeah, theme song, fucking rocks. I, w- I want to start with the character, uh, we're going to go talk about the characters next, uh, we're, our main Two main characters of the show, at least as it seems right now. I, from what I know, obviously, from watching it, there are many characters with, with a lot of importance to the story. Uh, it is a very character-driven show with a big ensemble cast. Uh, but our two main characters in this episode that they focus on are the characters of Aaron Yeager and Mikasa. 
Uh, and I don't know what her last <laughs> Mikasa name is. Esukasa? Mi- Mi- Mikasa Esukasa is her full name. <laughs> no, uh, Mikasa and Aaron. And uh, I forgot how whiny Aaron is in this episode. I mean, I can't blame him. I feel like... We we give bad raps to these like anime characters and always call them whiny like every ever we run into, but I, I kind of can't blame him too much I guess in this for living in this weird medieval hellscape like a caged animal behind the wall I don't know like what are some of your impressions on Aaron? He still is kind of a jerk. He is. He's a dick. And I don't know if that gets better. I think so. Um, if I remember but, right. But yeah, he's all like, <laughs> he's like, oh, why are you drinking? Hanging out and drinking, and why are you, you know, ah, oh, we're cage animals, and uh, I just, all I do is sleep and eat. I'm like, that sounds pretty fucking nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but there's somebody with a uh, butcher's knife waiting just off screen, so that one day when you fall asleep, you will only wake up again as a patty <laughs> of meat. <laughs> meat, 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 meat. Um... He's. I think he's a. I think he's a sympathetic character. He is kind of a dick, but he's definitely idealistic. I think that's that's what he has this like grand ideal of like he wants to join like the the the, the fighting force. He wants to kind of like help and save people, and then like he gets really indignant and pissed off when he sees like these town guardsmen essentially just sitting around drinking while on duty. You know, I guess I can't really blame these guards either. Like, apparently nothing has happened for over 100 years. Yeah, I mean, if A, yeah, like you said, it's been 100 years since anything happened. B, what are they supposed to do? I mean, if they're not doing their job, everything's cool. Exactly. Maybe they shouldn't be drinking <laughs> on the job, but... No, yeah. I, uh, yeah, at least but, not putting away four bottles before noon, like... <laughs> like but that's just the general, like, are you okay, man? <laughs> who, is it? who is this guy, Misato? <laughs> no lightweight compared to that that's very true um so yeah aaron is aaron i think he's i think he's somewhat sympathetic uh matt what are your thoughts on aaron obviously just from this first episode since you're a little bit further on just from this first episode well let's see he's uh he's your fairly t- fairly typical brash young anime male lead well, his uh, personality is uh, more for uh, an MMA style uh, show or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's interesting. He's interesting. Um, but who I like more than Aaron? I don't want to spend a lot of time on Aaron. Um, I want to spend more time on Mikasa. Ooh, just hearing that name makes me shudder. I, I fucking I fucking love her. I love. There's a scene where Aaron is running to protect uh, his friend who's getting bullied. Um, Armin. Armin. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I love that the kids are like, Tanzarian. oh, it's, it's Aaron or whatever. Wait, what? <laughs> Armin Tanzarian? Yeah, Armin Tanzarian. No. <laughs> um, I, I love they're like, oh, it's just that kid. And then, like, Mikasa, like, like is also running and, like, like runs to the side. They're like, oh, shit, it's her. And they yeah. run oh, shit, away. She's with them. <laughs> that tells you, I think, everything you need to know about, about Mikasa. Yep. She sent young punk Vash and friends running for the hills. Yep. Fucking love her. She is... She is no nonsense. She takes no shit uh, from anyone. She like rats out <laughs> Aaron to her to his parents. Like he wants to join the militia, and then they like freak out, and he's like, "Why'd you tell on me?" And it's just like I just love everything about her. Well, she's she so did all good. of his chores too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She shows up having done all of his chores. I can't mm. remember, Matt. Is she related or is she just living with them? Uh, she's just living with him. Okay, okay. I thought that was the case. I, I didn't think they were related, but 
That is, uh, they they are kind of blood related. Wink, wink. Yeah, I think I'm remembering some things. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I thought she was love interest, so I really don't know. We shall see, I suppose, if you if you've been doing I... watching it. So yeah, yeah. So we're introduced to a couple other random characters along the way. Uh, we're introduced to Armin briefly. He's apparently some sort of pacifist. Yeah, like a super religious pacifist. He's all like, I shouldn't be fighting with you, or fight. I don't fight. I'd rather fight than be a act like a beast like you. Or rather, I'd rather get beat up than act like a beast. I think. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, I love, I love the, the, the scripture, like calling them a beast. Like that's, that's something that definitely pisses them off given the world in which they live in. <laughs> but also, who else, what's the, what's the name of the soldier, the drunken soldier? I can't remember his name. Hannes. Hannes. That's it. Um, we're introduced to him. Uh, he's going to obviously be kind of important to the story, uh, going forward. His big moment comes near the end of the episode where he comes charging in. Uh, so, so I guess we could talk about a few, few plot points. So, you know, it seems like this town is in relative peace for a while. Um, hundred years. Hundred that years. ain't nothing. Uh, it's not. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. whole, whole, over a whole generation, you know. Um, and the town itself is guarded by a giant wall. It's three of them, isn't it? Yes. Yes. I saw the picture on, like, the, the break card. Yes. Oops. Oops. Don't, don't say that here. We don't have that here. <laughs> oh. I, <laughs> you're sent to a time paradox. Don't Check jump us out the on Titan Patreon. Bill. But you're already on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, I saw in the beginning that there was uh, there was like three concentric rings, and yes. the, they gave the names of them, and then like like faces attached to them or something. Wall Rose Wall. I can't remember what the other two. I know Rose is one. I do believe. I didn't really catch them. I just saw it was a thing. It's been a while, but uh, yeah, the the there are different walls, and obviously, it, it, it kind of seems like there's a social stratus with the the further in you are, the more important or wealthy you are to be able to afford that level of security of having three mm-hmm. walls in between themselves and the outside world, yeah. um, which plays there a part are, in the story as we go. There are wa- the walls are Maria, Sina, and uh, suddenly forgot the other one. I think, was it Rose? Rose, yeah. Yeah, Maria, Sina, and Rose. So I assume we're at the edge of the wall, the outside wall. Yes, Okay. Yes, we are on the we're on the the furthest of the three walls, uh, which is why when we get the scene where it's no longer peaceful because a titan actually manages to reach its hand all the way up on top of the wall, which is unheard of uh, for one to be this big, and then literally just kind of soccer kicks his way through the wall. This this is a this is a big deal. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I noticed that it was way way bigger than any of the ones in the past. Yes, I also noticed. And I don't, again, I know nothing. So I noticed that before that big one showed up, there was a big bolt of lightning <laughs> off of, yeah. Yes. Off on the horizon. Yes, that's a good catch. And then, like, the skin dude sticks his head up and, and kicks the wall down for all of his little buddies. I'm not going to say anything about that, but I'm just going to say good catch. That was more than just a, I caught something. I didn't just, uh. I yeah. do believe so, yes. Yeah, not, okay. You were, you were watching. Hooray for you. <laughs> Observant, observant. I think we may have talked about this before, but I, I have a habit of like ruining TV shows and movies and catching mm-hmm. on like way ahead of time. So <laughs> piss my wife off all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a very another very good friend of mine who is always calling shit before it appears on screen. Yep. Let's talk about the Titans here, since we're already mentioning them. Um, I'm I'm curious on Bill's take on the Titans uh, from a 
from a design standpoint, maybe not so much from a plot standpoint, but just simply from a design standpoint, what are your impressions of these Titans? I mean, they did a very good job of invoking the uncanny valley with these things. Hell yeah. You know, taking something that's just, they are scarier and more disturbing looking than if they were just like generic monsters or if uh-huh. they were classical giants or whatever, you know, the, the distorted features, you know, the almost human, but not. Frankenstein Ken dolls. Yeah. Yeah. Being, being like having no genitalia and being misproportionate and like those things would be scary if they weren't giant. The yeah. face is what, is what scares me the most. I don't, I, I know that like historically I talk about that a lot of like how faces like really freak me out sometimes. The, the, the faces, they still freak me out. Like on a rewatch of this episode, like I'm like, man, I forgot how fucking freaky these things are. Oh like, yeah. Just the grinning faces, the the really big one with like the like the musculature and like ugh. That that one actually is less freaky to me. That yes, one is so agree. far into monster. Yeah. That it's just a monster. That's fair. The the smaller, more human sized, more human ish sized mm-hmm. with yeah, the distorted features. The that, more that's human the what, monster, the greater the horror. If, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, I think it was very well done. Um, it it really just kind of seems like a very heavy riff on a zombie apocalypse, uh-huh. because I mean they're they're basically human. They're kind of just a little bit off. Obviously, mm-hmm. you have the whole consumption thing and the swarms, and uh-huh. it's just instead of there being hundreds and hundreds that rise from everybody that's dead, just one of them is capable of wreaking the destruction a whole pack of zombies would. Good points. Matt, do you have anything to say about the design or anything in general about the titular uh, Titans? Sometimes. They're kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the the designs are crazy. It is uh, it is Uncanny Valley. It is freaky. Uh, we see them break into through the wall uh, into the town, um, destroying people, stepping on them, throwing or smashing buildings that fall on people. Um, at one point, the house that, that that Aaron has grown up in gets uh, smashed in. Well, uh, yeah, in it collapses. was pre-smashed before he got there because he was like, be yeah. okay, be okay, be okay. And he runs around the corner. Yeah. And he's like, ah, fuck. And his, his, his mom is like there, half paralyzed or like legs paralyzed under the rubble. Yeah, because she's like, I can't feel my legs. Even if you get me out, I won't be able to run. Yeah, it's an impassioned moment of her being like, just listen to me, you little fucking shit. Get out of here and save your goddamn life. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the real mom uh, guilt trip there. Oh, One yeah. thing I've asked of you. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Good thing, good thing dad lit out earlier today. Yeah, what's up with dad? I mean, I know what's up with dad. But, like, Bill, uh, what are your thoughts on dad? Uh, Obviously, he's got something going on because he's got that key. And he's like, I'll show you what I'm doing in the basement. Well, now there's no basement to show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, that's true, too. Maybe. Like, <laughs> but yeah, obviously I don't think he's on the, the level 100% because he uh-huh. was like, it's scary out there and I'll show you, I'll prove it to you by taking you in the basement and show you what I'm doing. <laughs> so. <laughs> with this with this golden key that I keep around my neck at all times so no yeah. one can get it. Again, in sheer tropiness, I'm guessing his dad is at the very least not on the up and up. If not outright evil. Fair guess. Yeah. He has to have something in his basement to show him, Aaron, the things outside the wall are scary. Best case scenario, he's got like a hand down there that he's like, (laughs) he's like electrocuting with a probe trying to make it work on its own. (laughs) Best case scenario. 
<laughs> could be. Could be. I like where your head's at. <laughs> it could be a head. <laughs> it could also be a head. This is true. <laughs> it's just a big old Titan head, like, <laughs> yeah. staple to the wall. <laughs> so this scene where his mom uh, basically tells him to get out is where, to backtrack to where we were about ten minutes ago, when we were talking about characters, is where, uh, uh, what's his name again? I lost it already. Hannes? So H- Hamas? Hannes. Hannes, thank you. Yes. Uh, hummus? Uh, Hannes? Yeah. Uh, Hannes mm, comes... Yep. I barely knew her. <laughs> Hannes comes running in saying, like, nothing, nothing flashy, just gotta take this thing down. Then he, like, makes eye contact with the, the thing and, like, basically stops, turns around, grabs Aaron and Mikasa and is like, fuck this, let's get out of here. That was weird, too, because when he goes to confront it, it actually doesn't look like it's that much bigger than him. I mean, it's big, but it looks like it's, like, in the 9 or 10 foot range, not, like... I think it's just perspective. Yeah. And that might be, but it, that that one drawing there, it looked like it was, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like a dude fighting a Bigfoot, not a dude fighting, you know, a kaiju. They're pretty big. They're pretty big. I think it was a weird perspective. I didn't know if maybe they come in a bunch of different sizes, because obviously we got the, the super jig one, yeah. big one, so I thought maybe this was a, like a baby one that's only the size of a person, or like... I don't like that. I don't the like ba- that. Thought. The baby ones are only the size of Andre the Giant. No, I don't like that one at all. I don't, I don't, I don't like that um, one. No. But something about it, like he looks it in the eye and he's like, oh, never mind. Fuck that. He got sober real quick. Yeah. Changed my mind. Yeah. I think it's an interesting moment of like he sees himself as his guardian of the town, but then uh-huh. when he's finally confronting it face to face. He realizes, yeah, there, I'm not, I can't do this. I, all, there's no way I can't. All that liquid, all that liquid courage he had went right down his leg. Oh, for sure. So that means that, like, he's not one that goes out and fights him. He's just... No. He literally just sits in the town and gets drunk. He seems to be one of the ones that stay in town. Like, he doesn't... He does, He's not one of the ones that go out in the actual... Out into... Which we didn't talk about that yet. Let's talk about that. So, like, at one point in this episode, we see a returning group of soldiers. Uh, and Aaron is all kinds of excited to get a, catch a glimpse. It's like that kind of typical trope of, like, the young kid looking out over, like, the returning army. And that reminds me of my least favorite thing in this whole episode. Okay. Do tell. That fucking bell that they use to tell them that they're coming home. Yeah. It's all, that's weirdly CGI'd. Oh. It just looks terrible. Okay. I didn't make a note of it. I didn't make a note of it either. It must not have bothered me at all. Yeah, it, it, it's terrible. Terrible animation. <laughs> terrible CGI. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very obviously Fake. a CGI bell. Yeah. Gotcha. I love, I love the scene though because when they return, it's not a big hero's welcome. Like, they brought, like, battered bodies, and they talk about the number of people who died. And someone, like, an old woman comes up and talks about, like, hey, is my kid here? Like, I thought my kid was with you. And they're like, no, he didn't make it. And she asks, you know, it's like, is it worth it? And uh, he's like, no, it wasn't. And the guy, like, snaps. He loses it. He's like, it's absolutely not worth it. I brought these people out, and they died. And I just, I love, oh, I he, love that. He did scene. at least start that with, uh, you know, well, he was very brave. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can tell you that much at least. It was an interesting scene. I like I like this scene quite a bit because it's just like it shows you there's nothing valorous about this. It's it's all just it's horrible and acts of desperation and you just start. I, I think one of the things the anime does really well, and even in the first episode, it kind of shows it is just like what human nature is like under it, like like terrible and some of its worst conditions. I was gonna say, I wonder if this is like almost an allegory to war. I, yeah, I could absolutely 100% see that sure. being, being very allegorical. Uh, the the military aspect takes on a huge part of the story as we get past episode one. Fair enough. And it's also it's, uh, just like as uh, Aaron keeps harping on uh, humanity being cattle, 
So, you know, it's <clears throat> going out there is just like going into the, into the slaughterhouse. Yeah. Little, little Kurt Vonnegut, little Slaughterhouse Five. <laughs> oh, now, oh, you got the literal, literary person in me jumping now. I don't know how much I want this, how similar I want this to be to Slaughterhouse Five. I love Slaughterhouse Five. Uh, I teach Slaughterhouse Five every year, and I haven't read that either. So, oh, you should. <laughs> it's so good. Kurt Vonnegut is just has a, has a masterful way of telling a story, uh, while also like including weird things like here's a picture of a butthole. Like, <laughs> And then he like, points it out. He's like, <laughs> it's like, literally, here's a picture of a butthole. Here's what a butthole looks like. It's just like a little asterisk. And I'm like, this guy's huh. the best. <laughs> <laughs> when I go to you, you get mad. <laughs> nope, it's not quite the same, Bill. It's not. It, you, you, I'm sorry, you're not quite as literary <laughs> as, as Vonnegut is on his his approaches. I might be funnier. Uh, I mean, well, no. Sorry, Bill. I love you, but you're not as funny as Vonnegut. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Bill does not, in fact, have an ass to risk. <laughs> oh, that's not true. <laughs> hey, let's let's talk about um, let's talk about the visuals of the episode because I want to. I was going to mention like, I mean, the mom does die and everyone freaks out. Like she gets like snapped in half like a like a pretzel or something, <laughs> like, like a slim jim, crab leg, <laughs> like a slim jim. <laughs> I want someone needs to make. A Titan, a Macho Man Randy Savage Titan. Oh, and like, yeah. <laughs> just like, and like, have the mom, but like a, a Slim Jim rapper on the lower half. Step into a Slim Human. <laughs> I call her Miss a little bit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I may have to mention this one to Bruce Leslie. <laughs> so good. See? <laughs> I'm That's funny. So good. Um, <laughs> See, see, I'm funny. <laughs> Laugh, you peasants. Laugh. <laughs> well, let's 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 talk just a little bit about the visuals. Uh, you mentioned the bell being really shitty. Uh, aside from that, <laughs> Bill, I know that um, sometimes modern anime and you don't mix because of things like CGI, like that yes. example. Um, what were your overall thoughts about the visuals of Episode One of Attack on Titan? Overall, I really like them. The main three are all kind of boring to look at which i guess is on one hand good because they're more realistic but that's one thing i like about anime is kind of the overtop character designs i'm about half face blind anyway so if i watch some tv show and it's just a bunch of like white dudes with brown hair i don't know who's who that's fair so yeah th that's like i don't get Faye and jet mixed up when i watch cowboy bebop i know who they are that's true. that's true that's one thing i like about anime and although right now it's not a problem because it's Brown hair guy, blonde guy, girl. I can see that becoming a problem later in the show. Yeah, no. If they're I, all I, wearing I, the same outfit, and they're all wearing you know, like there's enough people that just look all gener generically alike. I will agree with that. I think that just yeah. from from thinking about watching before, there are definitely moments where I, I forget character names. I feel like some characters stand out. Like when we're introduced to Levi later, he obviously stands out and is very unique. Hanji is very, um, very, very individual. Uh, individualized in comparison. Um, but yeah, so there extra. are other characters. It's hard to keep track, I think. I don't know if you feel the same way, Matt. Uh, a couple couple of times, uh, if, especially if they're uh, blonde characters. That aside, though, I do like the... Uh, I like the art overall. It is well-drawn. Like I said, just maybe a little bit more differentiation would be good, and or a little bit less CGI. Matt, any thoughts on the visuals? It's really good. It's top quality for 2013 when it originally came out. The, I, I just looked at the uh, bell and I'm like, what you talking about, Bill? Looks <laughs> fine to me. 
Uh, but <laughs> that kind of stuff just sets me off. I understand. Don't uh, don't watch uh, the later episodes of uh, So I'm a Spider, So What? <laughs> You'll get pissed. Fair enough. <laughs> <clears throat> Crisp, clean, beautiful visuals. Really, really captures the blood spray when mom gets oh. chopped. Oh, it yeah. so does. It's so gory. I love it. <laughs> so good. Last thing I wanted to mention was just the, and we see it not so much in this episode. We see it a lot more in the later episodes. We catch, there's a scene before the title card, or before the opening uh, music, I think. Uh, and it's a bit of a battle with some of the, some of the, uh, the soldiers uh, against some titans. And they uh, are using the omnidirectional gear, uh, which is like the weird wires and like the the box things with the, the Spider-Man the, belts. Uh, turns every soldier into Spider-Man. Yes, I love those things, but I just I can't imagine those things actually working in real life. But I think they're great. They were firing themselves off of the horses, and I'm just like, well, put it on the horses. Don't just leave the horses out there to get eaten. And put blades on the horseshoes. Yes. And and spiked armor on the horses. Absolutely. Yes. Any anything else that we didn't cover? I not that I know of. Closing theme was all right. I can't nothing about the closing theme really stood out that much, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably just because of what I know, but uh, the 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 opening uh, Aaron's uh, dream, or whatever, really stood out to me this time around. Yeah. No, you're right. Like that, my I had the exact same thought as someone who's who's seen more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, uh, I didn't. I mean, I, yeah, know was, I know it was there, but it didn't mean anything to me. It would make more yeah, sense. Yeah, it wouldn't. Then. So, no, uh, that's really just about it for episode one. I think so, too. Still, I'm hungry for more. Yes. So, good thing I've seen more. Yes. So, let's get to the next part, which is, uh, which for this one isn't going to be as exciting because two of us have, have watched it before. Um, but we get, here's the final part where we give our, um, would we, would we watch more of this? Yes or no? Uh, and I think for myself, uh, it's yes, I stopped, but it's, uh, after watching it again, I feel like I want to start watching it over anew. Um, so I may actually at some point start this over and, and see how far I get the second time around. So mm. for me, it's a yes. It is a yes for me. So hard a yes. So hard. So hard. Uh, that's my, uh, attempt at a Jean-Claude Van Damme impression. <laughs> we kind of have to manage my expectations a little bit because would I watch more of it? Yes. Will I? I all honesty I probably won't. Not unless it becomes a reason to do it. Right. Well maybe we maybe we we for you never answer that with no based on w- will you. Like Yeah, it's not so much of it's not so much of a yeah. will you but would you. <laughs> we, I think I think it's more of a would you. Like like what, is there enough here that would make you want to watch more? So the answer then is yes. Yeah, yeah. It. Okay. I didn't hate it. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Hey, that's the high yeah. praise on the most part. It was definitely something that if I had to watch it, if we were if we were setting down and doing it for some reason, I wouldn't be in pain the whole time. Uh, what reason could we have for doing that? Huh. None, yeah. because there's too many seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Although it would be great to do a season of that and have Jessica back on. Oh, we would be like a year and a half doing. This is true. The whole thing. This is true. All right. I think that about does it for this episode of Tuning In. Matt, I don't know if we do a, 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 a take me out sort of moment, but feel free if you'd like. If All right. Feel free to <clears throat> take him out. Feel free to All take right. me out. 
Okay. For Take me crowd. out to the ball game. <laughs> Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I ever get back. For and there's root, no root, root, more of the, the song that I know. I'm sorry, but the song ends here. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's root, root, root for the cubbies. If they don't win, it's a shame. At least that's what Harry Carey used to sing. Yeah, since call, the goat curse passed, though, it's all right. I call this one Penny Belt. <laughs> Next time is episode five, and it's Matt's week. So before we close up here, Matt, what are you going to bring for us to watch next time around? I am going to be bringing Natsume's Book of Friends. Oh, that sounds like Bill's gonna love it. I'm not familiar with this one. Huh. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it, it's very heavy in the Japanese uh, myths and monsters, yokai, Ooh. and all that. Oh, well, then I might like it. Okay, okay. Could be. Well, we'll check that out next time on our next episode of Tuning In. Uh, very excited for that one. Uh, I hope you all have enjoyed this bonus episode. Once again, my name has been Andy. I'm Bill. I'm still trying to be clever and failing. I'm Matt. And we'll see you next time. Kisses. Uh, yep. Thank you so much for listening to Tuning In. This bonus series is made for our amazing patrons. Special thanks to Brian Nash, Matthew Van Diver, Dan Park, and Andrew Caswell. Get access to all future Tuning In episodes at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. The song Neon Laser Horizon is by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com used under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. Hurry up, damn it! I'm trying! It's them. You've got to get out of here. Aaron, just take me and run! Now! I want to more than anything! But first I need you on your feet! Sweetie, listen to me. My legs have been crushed. Even if you could get me out of here, I can't run. There's no time. Whatever, I can carry you! Will you just shut up and listen to me for once in your life? One thing I'm asking you, one thing! Mikasa, make him! I can't! You want all three of us to die? Honest! Take the children and get them out of here! Come on, Carla, that's not our only option. Hey, I'm a trained soldier. My skill set is killing titans and saving lives! No way! Don't do this! Please! Nothing fancy. Just take it down. Get all three of them out of harm's way. Make good on the debt you owe! (gasps) Huh?